Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to Space Floor NBA Podcast. My name is Connor Gielan. And I'm Connor Flannery. This is our 53rd official episode. So the NBA has postponed its season at a minimum of 30 days. Today we're yeah. going to, first of all, just have our first reaction to that and then expand about what this could mean, give our insight about like what this means for the NBA in the future, how this affects the players, how this affects us as fans, mm-hmm. and just how we feel about this in general. So first of all, Adam Silver, uh, he went on TNT and he discussed possible possibilities and he the, the nba released a statement so where where it lies now minimum 30 day postponement looks like it's going to be more just ju- just based almost, off of almost undoubtedly yeah it's going to be more than 30 it, days. it would not surprise me I, I think it's likely we don't have basketball for minimum two months yeah i mean just looking at um i know kenny beecham from uh from through the wire talked about this and brought up a good point which is that the chinese basketball association the cba has been postponed since January. Obviously, the virus started in China, and so they started much earlier, but they're still not even close to starting back up. It and was so, 10 to 11 weeks for them. Yeah, so if it's if it's been, you know, three months for them already, or, you know, two or three months for them already, then it's probably going to be something similar, at least, for the yeah. NBA. And keep in mind, while China had the virus much worse than the United States, I also... At least so far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One, at least so far. And two, I feel like... They, I don't know, it, it, it's just kind of like a, it, it's kind of just like a different sort of scenario, given that the NBA, like, makes more money, so there's more pressure for it to get back yeah. going on, whereas, like, Chinese Basketball Association, I don't know, like, they have Jimmer for that. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's a good point, which is that the, the NBA has more money in their medical staff and their training staff and yeah. whatever to keep their players healthy, and they're going to be able to take very precautionary measures and spend extra money on keeping their players safe. It's a little bit surprising that they didn't do a better job of keeping Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert safe, but that's a different topic altogether. Um, do you see that clip where Donovan Mitchell <laughs> is, is like, nah, you can't touch the ball talking to a fan? It's like, you, <laughs> I saw you, this might, you might have the virus. Yeah, so in case you know what we're talking about, like Donovan Mitchell, the, 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 the game before or something like that, told a fan while he was warming up, no, you can't touch the ball because you might have the virus. <laughs> Bro, they, I, really, they shouldn't have been touching the ball because Donovan Mitchell had it. But freezing cold takes, bro. Good for him though for at least being precautious. The same can't be said about Rudy Gobert based off of that one press. Okay, ex- explain what explain what happened. Um, so Rudy Gobert, he was he was asked some question about the coronavirus, and the, and the situation was that they put in, in a they put in a rule where the reporters had to sit like six feet away from the players. So, the, so all the reporters are, like, extra far back, and it's a weird situation where Rudy Gobert is kind of isolated up on the stage, and they're asking questions about coronavirus. And he basically, to, to like, joke around and say, like, you shouldn't be as worried about this as you are, at the end of the interview, touches every surface in front of him. You know, he touches, like, three different microphones, and the like, boom, the every, just, like, puts his hands on every different surface he can find, just as a sort of statement to, like, laugh it off, whatever. Of course, like two days later, it comes out that Rudy Gobert is the first player in the NBA that we know of to have it. 
and so that 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 clip looks incredibly bad because he was poking fun of the virus only to find out that he had it and is the kind of the 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 real catalyst for the nba having to go from okay we're just not going to play with any fans to okay we're closing all together yeah and so he's been getting an enormous amount of scrutiny and criticism on twitter and and just everywhere for like not being or not being careful enough being reckless and like there there's some sort of belief that either he spread the virus by doing that or he contracted the virus by doing that i kind of think that's ridiculous so yeah a, qu- I, a quick one minute segment about in defense of rudy gobert i i, I think like, i think that you're wrong to try to defend him regardless of like i don't th- I, I think that you're right that this isn't the, how he contracted it or or spread it to anybody but go on but okay rudy gobert is like half the country and just like there the, the amount of like not taking the coronavirus seriously in terms of like just making jokes about it is ridiculous and what he did by the way is like like so much safer than what 90 percent of new york does we're, we're new yorkers what 90 percent of new york does when commuting you know, yeah i mean we touch the subway handles yeah, right like, there yeah i'm saying the coronavirus like, can live on metal services for something like 12 hours that's like kind of kind of crazy man, yeah, like a, we're touching metal that. all the time yeah I, I didn't know that but but like there's I there's like a one percent chance he he contracted yeah, it by no. touching the microphones. Of and, course, and that's the perception though. Yeah, well, I, any I, he that's that's probably not true. As in, he probably touched plenty of other services and, and came to contact with plenty of other people where he'd be far more likely to get the virus than just t- touching those four microphones or whatever it was. So I think that you're right about that. And so, if 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 your case is that that's not how he got the virus, I think that you're right to defend him in that way. I don't think that it's right to try to defend him for touch for like making for i mean i I agree that like i'm taking bigger risks every day by taking the subway by like you know just like walking around school you know whatever it is like i'm coming to contact with large groups of people and there's a risk that i get the virus every single day but i am not actively going out of my way to make fun of the virus and touch services just to sort of spite the idea that this is that serious i feel like some people are though (laughs) And I feel like those people shouldn't be, like, well, I hope, shamed. But the good thing that I think that Rudy Gobert did, and the one reason I would think that you can you can actually really defend his character and the situation, is that he came out, he posted something on Twitter, which is like, I hope that everybody learns from my story that this is very serious and it's not something to joke about. So so his, his point of view on the virus has turned around since then because it went from, I'm not going to get it, this is just a joke, you know, like, it doesn't really matter. I, so, it's so, you know, it's over in Italy where everybody's quarantined. It's over in China. It's not really here in the U.S. And then he got it. And so, the barrage of memes have been <laughs> hilarious. Oh, my God. Coronavirus memes have been a way to lighten my uh, lighten my mood, lighten my day, especially like, in this, like, specifically pandemic. It's like, it's like Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert <laughs> quarantined. Donovan Mitchell like, looking at him like... <laughs> I, it's it's been a really interesting series of events to see most of all it's been like kind of tragic to see like our school just got like shut down so we don't have school for the next two weeks we have online classes and so we'll see both of our goes. both of our like immediate first thoughts i think were like well more time to watch the nba dude i, dude, <laughs> I, I texted the group yeah. yesterday. i literally had this thought process yesterday after the nba was already closed and i already knew that I had this like subconscious thought where I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna have so much more free time. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna catch up on the NBA because I haven't, I haven't had as many, has as much time to watch the NBA as I want." Oh, yeah, 
awake. Because in case you don't know, we were both juniors in high school, which means that we were doing classes and ACT prep and playing sports. And like, we've got a lot of, you know, just busy schedules in general. We don't have that much time to watch the NBA on a night-to-night basis. But now we do. So, so like, <laughs> I always get mad as, like, over the summer, you know, like, yeah, like, oh, exactly. it's like, like any time I, like, want to sit down and watch the NBA, there's nothing on. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm happy that they actually have Christmas Day games and New Year's and whatever. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I love that. That's but right. We try to, we both of us, like, kind of whenever we have free time, after we get our homework done or whatever, we'll go to put on an NBA game, and now we actually have time to watch the games, and there's nothing on. Um... You know, we're, I'm, when by, by saying that, I mean, like, watch, like, a game every single night or two games every single night, whereas more often than not, it's like I'm watching a couple a week, which is not as yeah. much as I would like to. Yeah. Um, maybe on weekends it's more. Yeah. But I just – I want to talk a little bit about, like, initial reactions. Yeah. He is doing this thing where he's just, like, never on his phone. Well, and, and so, once again, it's like, I, so, I, I don't really have that much time to be checking like Snapchat group so, chats or and Instagram. So, or, and so I text him and I'm like, because I know he's never on his phone. Mm-hmm. I text him. I'm like, you don't know, do you? Because like, I saw the yeah. alert. And I'm like, first of all, I saw the alert. I audibly was like, what? <laughs> when Rudy got it and then and be closed. And I was like, what? And, and I was like. And like an hour later, I'm like, Con- Connor, you have no idea, do you? And he's like, he's like, what? NBA fans are, or NBA is playing without fans. <laughs> I'm like, or players. So like, I'm, I'm like sitting at home studying for a physics test, and I get that, and I get that text, yeah. Like that. And and so I was not checking social media. It was yeah, and then, you were just like check any NBA news source, <laughs> check any news source at all. And then so he goes and he checks Instagram, and he's like, oh my gosh, and NBA is postponed or whatever. And you're, you said something along the lines of, like, why? And I'm like, bro, just go to any news source and scroll to the yeah, next so, post. So it was like, you, I get the text and, like, you know, my phone dings or whatever. I check ESPN. It's like, NBA season postponed. I'm like, what? I text you, like, yo, the NBA season postponed. And I'm like, like, I know. Holy crap. Like, what? And then I'm like, why do they do that? I'm like, just scroll. scroll just keep going. Just scroll to the, the literal next, the next article. Yeah. It was... So it's been it's been eventful. It's been interesting. It's been really sad and really hard. And our thoughts and prayers go out to Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. The most shocking thing about this, mm-hmm. one is the whole idea of like sports as an escapes, like like all that, like something yeah. to focus on that's not the virus, whatever. I believe in that, but that's not as interesting to talk about as this NBA season has gone through so much, and just I guess realizing right now that it has gone through so, gone mm-hmm. through so much, and aside from like postponing a Lakers Clippers game after Kobe's death, the NBA has gone unscathed. In terms of like actually playing games, to yeah. where now it's postponed. If just start from day one, day one preseason uh, summer league game one, earthquake in Las Vegas, the game gets shut down. Zion's debut or whatever gets shut down. R.J. Barrett's debut yeah. gets shut down. Then David Stern passes away. Wow. Yeah. I, I honestly I forgot about that. Yeah. In the, in the it, midst it's of it's like it's like the yeah. fourth biggest thing that's exactly. happened this season. Yeah. And, and like, it's like the players are wearing black stripes in their jerseys, and now it's like an afterthought. Like, we, I forgot that yeah. that happened. David Stern passed away, probably the most influential league manager uh, in NBA history. Mm-hmm. Um, then you had the whole Daryl Morey China thing, which yeah. is, which is going to impact the NBA's salary cap in addition to this. 
the coronavirus postpone, postponed chin. And then you had Kobe's death. And so all of that, and to have the league go pretty much unscathed, except for, I guess, this financially and taking all those mm. shot clock violations, to now this, it's just, it's, it's just like, it should open everyone's eyes because, personally, we're in New York City, which is like this the second hot spot in New York in in the United States to get coronavirus but like I can picture someone in like an unpopulated area of the Midwest who like they, they don't really have the coronavirus there mm-hmm. to where this opens their eyes because it feels more real not unpopulated but just not in New York City <laughs> yeah yeah did I say unpopulated I mean yeah, le- it, I mean it, less populated more sparsely populated yeah because because even when it was in China it's so easy for us to be like China that's not here Mm-hmm. And I guess if, if you're not living in a hotspot of coronavirus, you're like, okay, it's there, but it's not here. Yeah. But I feel like for all NBA fans, the NBA is part of your person. So I feel like mm. that, that affects you yeah. more, more than just hearing about news. Even, even if that news matters more because real life people are getting sick. Like it, just the NBA being this huge thing that you look up to. That's like almost like the coronavirus getting someone else sick. The coronavirus really did not feel real to me until the NBA was like no fans. March Madness was canceled. The NBA was canceled. like until all of that hit, it still felt like you said like a little bit distant. It's like okay, New Rochelle is on lockdown, and New Rochelle is like a one half of our, hour drive one from of our, like where one, we live. Like, one of our best friends lives in New Rochelle. It's, it's not like New Rochelle is far away. It's just like not. Manhattan and yeah. so if, even that felt like a little bit distant I was like okay like New Rochelle's on lockdown but it's like I don't know like now now it's like and even in the within 24 hours of the NBA canceling it was like the our school got canceled for the next like two weeks my I play ultimate frisbee that's my thing that's my sport so I watch a lot of basketball but I play a lot of ultimate frisbee he's a ball I guy. might not play a single game this season yeah, which dude, is like that sucks. that's crazy junior campaign um, exactly <laughs> So and and just one other observation. I understand that it was a NBA player that got infected, so that that's why mm-hmm. they should go first. But do you notice that every other sports league followed the NBA? I, I just I, I think that kind of shows no, that the, the NBA the is NFL growing. is not in season, I, yes, right? So yes. it's a little bit. But the N, the NBA is like growing influence. Like mm. the the NBA shuts down, and like within what twelve hours. Uh, MLB gets postponed. NHL. NHL gets postponed. MLS gets postponed. All of it. Yeah. It, I mean, um, it's the, the Champions League was probably really the first one to take action. The Champions League had already had games with no fans. They already, yeah. I think, postponed a lot of stuff. But certainly the NBA and the like major United States sports, the major leagues in, of, of, in the U.S. was probably the, the, the leader in this. Um, and... I actually applaud them for the action that they're taking. As much as I would like to be watching basketball right now, to- totally is, the right thing. Exactly, totally, this totally. is the right decision. Yeah. And so, for anybody who's a little bit who's at home, like, like what? Like, why is the NBA not on right now? It it actually is that serious. Like, yeah. Now it 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 doesn't feel as personal. I don't I don't think to me to you and probably to our audience because I assume that our audience is like younger. I don't think that we have people who are in our audience who are like. I don't think the majority of our audience is over like 60, 70 years old. And those are the people who are most at risk from this virus. Um, but so, so but still, people, it's it's still like, it's still important because exactly. like, you, you can give it to now, those people. Exactly. That's that's the thing is like, it, 
I don't, I live at home with my siblings and my parents. And so none of us are really at risk to, to it, the, the virus isn't lethal to us. It's not a threat beyond just that, like it would suck to have it for a week, you know? Um, and you just feel really sick. We're not going to die from it. But what you forget and what you might not realize is that, thank you, um, is that you could give it to a friend who lives with an elderly grandparent or, you know, you know, or who, or who has like relatives or, or close family friends or something that they could pass it on to. So we can't, you, one of us can afford to get the coronavirus. There are a lot of people in the United States who are not as healthy or not as lucky to be as, as healthy as we are at this moment. And those are the kind of the people that can't afford to get this virus. And so we have to take every precaution if not to prevent us from getting it, to prevent them from getting it. Yeah, just to be like responsible human beings. And so so even if it's not where you are, this is the right decision to make, right? Like there are, there are plenty of teams, NBA teams in, in cities that like don't have the virus. But one of the best ways to bring the viruses back to that city, it would be through travel, would be the NBA teams, all, all 30 playing each other on a, on a you know, on every night. Yeah, because, like, because realistically, the players are going to be fine. They, they have the best respiratory condition on the planet. But, and, and the best medical staff yeah. and training. Like, like they're going to be okay. Donna Mitchell and Rudy Gobert are not going to, like, really be scathed beyond, like, like they're going to get over it and they're going to be totally fine. It's scary anyway, but they're going to be fine. But the, the real danger is that, like, they go bring that back to Salt Lake City. And then all of a sudden there's an outbreak in Salt Lake City. Yeah, and now... Right? like like players can't like see their parents or Serge Ibaka yeah. goes and plays uh, plays the Utah Jazz or Serge Ibaka was guarding Rudy Gobert for like 30 minutes the, the other day night yeah. yeah and so now Serge Ibaka and the Raptors have to go get tested because there's a chance that they could get it bring it back to Toronto and so if Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell hadn't been caught get, like if they hadn't been caught with that test the Raptors might have gone and spread it around Toronto or they might have gone like the team plane that the Utah Jazz had been using was used by some other teams. I know the Magic yeah. used it and somebody else used it. There's just all kinds of different steps. And and so the NBA really has to retrace, retrace those steps and figure out how they can prevent it from spreading any further. And so I think that they're setting a great example for, for the really the entire world in terms of how to handle this. And that is just just handle it with caution we don't really know what we're dealing with still so just like be careful yeah last impact probably financial mm -hmm. because, because we we don't we we can speculate we we have no idea when the season's coming back and if it comes back worst case scenario there's no more season. there's no more season just start up again in like october november or something the with, next thing will be yeah. the draft free agency yeah but but even those are going to be very much impacted by yeah by this right so like the draft will be based on the seating right now yeah, free agency would be based on the your play through the first sixty games of the season, you know. And also, the NBA already is not making as much money because the TV ratings are low, because the NBA pissed off China, and now because they they either might not get the last twenty regular season games or might not get a certain chunk of the playoffs or something like that, to where the revenue would be even lower, and that directly impacts the salary cap. So so yeah. a player like Andre Drummond. Who is going to get like twenty six million dollars? You can argue whether he yeah, deserves yeah. it, but he was probably going to get it. He's probably going to get like twenty. Yeah, I mean, we'll eight, see how it 18. plays out. But but I think that there's something there's something important, which is that like 
the play the, i'm gonna guess i i can't say this for sure i'm gonna guess that the nba makes more money like significantly more money as in like probably two times as much money from just the playoffs as they did through the throughout the entire regular season based on tv deals uh ticket sales all of it i think everything just is going to skyrocket during the playoffs and so sure having the first 60 games of the regular season is great that's all build up it's all advertising that's all like feeding into the playoffs because that's where the big bucks come is in like that's where casual fans start actually watching games and that's where like every game turns into like must watch tv also i feel like i feel bad for the small market teams because like the bucks the grizzlies and the pelicans especially the bucks and the grizzlies are like two of like the bottom five markets Mm. in terms of just size to where they they count especially the the Grizzlies were like in the playoff picture and New Orleans were in the playoff picture. And so if if like the playoffs are like shortened or whatever, the those individual teams get an equal cut of the playoff revenue for the teams. That's like like amazing, like like, right? like like one through sixteen. They yeah. they all get an equal cut of the playoff revenue. So that's mm-hmm. why that's why the Bucks, even though they have like 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 some obscurely small fraction of, of a population and a fan base on the Knicks, they're 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 still going to be able to make money because of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But like now, like especially for a team that has struggled with attendance, like Memphis, that might not be the case. Yeah. So it, it, my heart goes out to them as well. This is this is going to have regardless of how this ends. This is going to be a time in the NBA to remember. It's been a pretty like a roller coaster of a year so far. I mean, there's been some serious highs with like teams like the Bucks and the Lakers and, and the Clippers and just like teams that are are historical, incredible, like flourishing, in, like, like just fun to watch. Peak, it's been peak basketball. It's been a really entertaining season. But then also we've had these moments of lows in in really like scary moments where the whole NBA community is sort of hurting together. Um, yeah. And so I think that at the in the end, that makes the whole NBA fan base, NBA community stronger and closer together, but it doesn't really make it a whole lot easier. Um, and so it's it's really kind of a mess overall, but our fingers are crossed that everybody in the NBA, everybody at home listening to this podcast, everybody just in general stays healthy and that the NBA comes back soon, but not until it's safe. Agreed. All right, I think we're going to shift towards a more positive segment sort of as a as a sequel to our to our uh, to our episode last week where we did start bench cut. Sort of an an NBA game. Now we can't talk about the games that have <laughs> happened over the course of the last week because there haven't been any. Um and so we're going to probably have to come up with some new episode ideas that are focused around things that can kind of exist without NBA basketball going on as in kind of episodes that we would do over the off season or, or things like that more conceptual sort of thing so so for now we're going to be grading some NBA teams once again sent into us by one of our friends um, a list that we really haven't looked at yet um, but if you have any future ideas of episodes that we can do over the course of the next couple of weeks please send them in and we'll try to get them done so Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, send us that in your DMs, reply to. We'll probably make some posts, just like put that in the comments or put, you know, just respond. Um, You can even leave it in comment sections, wherever you want to let us know. Um, Just let us know what you want. Exactly. All right. And also, side note, 
next two weeks we're gonna only be doing audio podcasts not video po- uh, podcasts we're not gonna YouTube. be in this room we're not gonna be and in this so, room in front of a camera so follow us on apple Podcasts so you can listen to us there or wherever you listen to podcasts yeah. other than spotify we still love to work on that um but keep up with us there go download the episode leave us a review but to get into the, to get into the meat of the episode here we're gonna be grading some teams grading some teams we're doing so up first we're still in school we're going to be doing school-level grading, F2 and A+. <laughs> and for context, we're not going to give the Bucks an A+, and the Knicks an F, just because of their records. We could give the Bucks an A+, we could give the Knicks an F, mm-hmm. but that would be more framed on where we thought they were going to be in relation to the season. Yeah. So if, oh. a medi- if a mediocre team was supposed to be mediocre, and they are mediocre, they'll get a mediocre grade. They won't get a horrible grade, you mm-hmm. know? Is in if you have a bad roster that like outplays expectations going into the season, that probably means you're going to get a higher grade than a team that has a great roster and just like met those expectations. Yeah, agreed. All right, so getting into the teams. First, we have we. By the way, we've never seen these teams before. Well, <laughs> they're just names of teams. But yeah, we didn't I know, know that these teams are going to be great. On, on this list, <laughs> we have we have eleven teams based off of like you guys and our friends based off of like what mm-hmm. they wanted to hear first houston rockets i'm gonna give them a b plus and that that's like somewhat high but i yeah. i'm just i'm such a fan of their small ball bro like just because like houston rockets have become my like unofficial not like fan of a team but my unofficial like team i want to watch Mm. On a on a night to night basis, just because they're so fun, it's just it's new. It's like a new toy. I love it. Yeah. Um, so th- I guess that's biased, but also they're winning games with a small ball roster. That's good. And even before that, like like when Capella and and Russ and Harden were healthy, they were all re- they were good in those games too. Um, I I think I think your B plus grade is solid. I, I think I'm gonna go with like B minus. Um, because I had them going I, going back to our episode. 37 and 38 we did power rankings coming to the season sort of like where would these teams fall at the end of the regular season i had the rockets at four right now they're at six with a record of 40 and 24 um so the reason that i'm not like d they didn't meet my expectations is actually that 40 and 24 is a pretty good record what i didn't see coming was that there's such a fall off between like for example the mavericks and the grizzlies the seven to the eight seed is 40 wins versus 32 wins so the top of the West all has a lot of wins. It's really very concentrated. And the bottom of the West has not that many wins. And so even though the Rockets are the sixth seed right now, they're really only like... The Clippers are the second seed with 44 wins. They're like four games behind that, right? Um, so I I really don't think that they haven't met my expectations as much as, um, as, much as like the four versus six would imply. And I actually think that Russell Westbrook has exceeded my expectations. I did not. Agreed. I made a video. It was just me. Um, for whatever reason, we couldn't do it together. Um, reacting to the Russell Westbrook to the uh, to the Houston Rockets trade, and I said that I really did not think it was going to work out. Now I still stand by that for the playoffs. I said that it was like it would probably work okay in the regular season, and it really wouldn't work in the playoffs. It's actually worked quite well in the in the uh, in the regular season, and I think it's going to work a little bit better than I expect in the playoffs, but still could be exposed um but at least for now like you mentioned also the small ball lineup that trade exceeded my expectations i think overall the rockets have actually done a little bit better than i would have expected them to do and so for that reason i'm gonna give them a b minus but i'm not gonna match your b plus 
All right, next one, Philadelphia 76ers. This is this is fun. Watch our episode from two weeks ago, episode 51, <laughs> where we absolutely like pick apart like 76ers front or off, or front office and just roster in general. I'm going to give them I'm going to give them a I'm going to give them a D plus. Mm. Yeah, I think I might I, have to I, agree. I, I was I was thinking like C minus D plus. There's not a huge difference. D plus sounds worse, but <laughs> but I like I don't I don't know because I like they're still like a good team, right? Like I, I think they're gonna like be yeah. good in the playoffs. But then again, like if you told me the the seventy six were gonna be the the five seed, and like and like like they might they might be they're the six right now. They're the six. I think they they might get ahead of the Pacers because Brogdon's injured. But like mm-hmm. if you're telling me they're gonna be the six seed when. Oladipo and Brogdon have been struggling with some uh, injuries when, uh, like, like uh, I don't know, just there's been, like, some injury problems in the East. So, like... I think it's worth mentioning really quickly that actually the, the 76ers have injury problems themselves, and that they, that actually is helped now by the coronavirus. <laughs> as in, it never, we would, like, this is one of the teams that actually could you could very much use this break. Um so, so that is another side effect that we didn't really talk about, but but a team like the 76ers could come back healthy and really go on a run um, to, to end the season or right into the playoffs, they're, they're going to be healthy. Whereas some other teams that are rolling, like let's say the the Raptors, right? Um, I guess very, like in recent, in like pretty recently, the Raptors have been on like a crazy streak where they, you know, they went from like the five seed to the two seed in like a month. Um and now they're 46 and 18. Like the Raptors, all that momentum that they had could slow down after a month to two month yeah, break. Agreed. E- even if we go right to the playoffs, the Raptors might not have that same groove that they were in. Um, but going back to the 76ers, um, like you mentioned, I, I had the 76ers going to, as my two seed in the Eastern Conference. I predict them to, to be the two seed, which honestly, I probably bought into the hype a little bit too much. That was, I think, influenced by the fact that a lot of other people had them very high. Um, no, I, I stand by that decision. That I, yeah. the, the 76ers should be the two seed in the East. It, I had them also there. It, I, I think I underestimated how much losing J.J. Redick would hurt them. Um, Josh Richardson is clearly not J.J. Redick for the season. <laughs> like He's a league average three-point shooter. He's not one of the best shooters in the league. He's been disappointing um, the season as well. Yeah, just and, from, and so is Al Horford. Um, so at Dude, times, I, Tobias Harris my, gets lost. One of like, my proudest moments as an NBA fan is knowing that 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 Al Horford contract was stupid right away when they signed it. Well, yeah. The, so the one thing I would say is that I'm not sure I I agree to that that it's stupid yet. It looks pretty freaking bad at this moment <laughs> in time. If they end up winning the Eastern Conference, it will look genius because it's probably going to end up being that they beat the that they beat the Bucks in a seven game series with Al Horford being getting a lot of minutes guarding Giannis. If that happens. All of a sudden, that contract is going to be well worth it, even bro. just for that one year of you know, of Al Horford in the playoffs beating the Bucks. Dude, I don't but know, bro. I don't, I'm not convinced that's going to happen. They're going to be paying him three years from now, thirty <laughs> yeah. million dollars. Yeah. So, so I don't, I don't know, I don't know what I said about that contract originally. I think that I was, I was sort of high on it for for them being like, okay, well, who's going to guard um, Joel Embiid now? Um, and, and and now that you have this, you have somebody else to guard Giannis. Um, so then just for matchup reasons, I like that signing, but you're definitely right that it's too much money. Um, and so for factoring, factoring that into the, into the, um, expectations, which I think it should, Al Horford is like way worse than I thought he was going to be this regular season. And so individuals that, can factor yeah. into team grades. 
this team is just not as good as I thought they were going to be. And so I think that your D plus, C minus range, uh, yeah, probably D plus, I think I'm going to be a little bit harsh, I think is fair. Um, Also, Joel Embiid, not having a particularly good season by Joel Embiid standards, um, the numbers would suggest. Agreed. Just like points per game, whatever, not advanced stats. I don't know what those say. All right. All right, next one, suggested by Marshub on Instagram. Also, also our friend Marcus Schubert, New Orleans Pelicans. This is an interesting one because, like, if you asked me two months ago, I would have given, like, like a, like a C- minus because, like, okay. they, they had been below average. Right now, like, they're thriving, and I, I just think, like, the Zion effect is going to boost their grade a bit. Yeah. I, I'm going to give them, like nah, – no, I'm still, I'm still going to factor in the beginning. So I, I'm giving them a C. They, they, okay. they're, they're like a 10 seed they're supposed to be like a 10 seed originally in my rankings before the season i i, I actually did not have them in the top 10 but yeah. then again I, I had the warriors at four so, <laughs> so like i thought they were gonna be healthy so i, I don't know like if, if you ask me to pick who's gonna be the better better like the pelicans or the timberwolves i probably said the pelicans the pelicans or the mavericks i would, I would have probably said the pelicans so like i, I held them in decently mm. high regard I, I, I did not hold them as highly as you, I don't think. And so I'm actually surprised by how well they've played. Brandon Ingram is looking like a, a serious star. Oh, Lonzo yeah. Ball is all of a sudden shooting the lights out. Now, that is very recently, and so that might just be a little bit of a fluke. Um, but the, the but the Zion effect, since he walked on the court, has been unbelievable. Um, and I think that a lot of the reason that they were that they're still a 10 seed and is that Zion didn't play this season. Like, until the last 10, 12, 13, you know, like 15 games, I don't know what it was, Zion wasn't playing. And so I think if Zion had been playing all year, we would be looking at a very different Pelicans team. And so because Zion's been out, I know I don't think that I can count them off of, like, my expectations. If I'd been looking at, this, at the Pelicans with no Zion, my expectations would have been pretty low. Yeah, but still, I'm looking at seasons as, like, a complete... Body yes, of, I think that's body fair. Of work, I just, know? I just mean your expectations of the Pelicans and your grade of the Pelicans has to factor in that Zion just hasn't been. Oh, healthy. okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, and so for that, like, I'm, in, I'm gonna say B minus. Like, I, like, I, I don't think, I don't think, I think that you're right to say like they haven't been great all season. A lot of that I think is because Zion hasn't been healthy, but like, I think that since he's been back. Everybody has elevated their game, and they are they're looking really, really good. Yeah, I'm I'm just saying, like from a beginning of the season standpoint, the mm. talent was always there to be decent. Derek Favors has had some injury problems. Uh, Zion has had injury problems, but yeah. like also, we're grading their season. So yep, I mean we're not we're not grading like the Warriors like like as 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 harshly as we would have because Steph Curry has been out. Exactly. You know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next team on the list, Miami Heat. I'm gonna give them B plus because mm. I I per, I am no I I'm doing it I'm giving them A minus because I'm still not a believer in them in the playoffs I'm not did you what did you have them at? you had them at eight seed I had them at the eight seed but it was mm-hmm. like a tentative eight seed yeah I had them I had them as seven um and, and so for them to go from seven to four like, this is so weird I remember like I'm having uh, flashbacks of us sitting right here and me being like. Yeah, the Raptors aren't gonna be good. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, like all that. You didn't have the Raptors in the playoffs. I did not. <laughs> you had I, them as a ten seed. I had them as a they're ten the, seed. They're currently the two. Don't unsubscribe. I uh, <laughs> please, please. I had them as the six. So still, I underestimated the Raptors. Um, yeah, but okay. hopefully we get to talk about the green yeah. and the Raptors. But... Yeah, getting back 
getting back to the Heat. Yeah. I, I had them at eight. I, I just thought, like, they were going to be, like, fine. Mm. I thought they were, that, like, their talent was good. I thought the execution would be, like, eh. But the execution has probably been, like, the best in the league in terms of, like, making do with what you have. Like, they, they, they have a good roster, but everyone is playing above themselves. Yes. Both, I, both on the offensive Bam end and on the defensive end. Has, yeah. Bam Adebayo has been shockingly yeah, good. Down you the, called down, him, by the way, for most improved player. You haven't talked yeah. about that. You talked more about Malcolm Brogdon for most improved player. Yeah. I, I, Bam Adebayo was, was a better pick. Yeah. Like, because he, 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 he he, he, he's it. probably going to win it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but just, like, down the roster, Jimmy Butler's kind of just lead, leading the team, doing everything. Mm-hmm. Bam's playing above himself, most improved. Duncan Robinson just came out of Williams College and then Michigan to to become like like the sniper from Williams three. College is D three by the way if you yes. if you didn't know so like kind of went from nobody to like the best catch and shoot three point shooter in the NBA right now yeah um, in terms of like makes and yeah I think his percentages yeah. are quite good as well um yeah but just down the roster good. down the roster everyone is executing like they should I like the mid season trade for Jake Crowder and mm. uh, Andre Udala and I, I like this regular season body of work has been so impressive for me, even if I'm not a believer in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think I was quite as high on the heat as I should have been, although I think I was higher on the heat than the average person. Agreed. So I'm going to say B plus, not A minus, um, because I, if they were still the two seed in the East, they would be at like A minus to A, but they've fallen back a little bit. Um, and so I'm going to say B plus. All right. Although I like I like that you're that you're that you're uh, on board with the Heat a little bit more now. Yeah. All right. Next one, number five. This comes from John Dot Menzibal. He was a senior when we were fre- when we were mm-hmm. sophomores. He's my guy. He says the Lakers. Uh, knew we were gonna get this one. I'm just gonna give him a solid A, mm. just because like. Mm, I, I, I'm, I, I, you say solid A, but that's the best grade you've given out. I, I know, but like. They've also been the second best team in the league. Yeah. Okay. So like, like, like I, I, I I'll, but like my my only thing is like they can't be much better than this. So like I I don't I don't see ways that they can improve. So I I don't know how I can penalize them. Yeah. But I'm gonna give them a yeah I'm gonna give them a, an A. The only way I would give them an A plus is because they they are not as good of a three point shooting team, and then that can cause trouble. And also LeBron's on-off numbers, like they're not that good with LeBron when they still should be because they still have they're Anthony Davis. They're not that good Davis. without LeBron. Yeah, they are not that good without LeBron yeah. because they still have Anthony Davis. So I'm gonna give them an A. I like I feel like I should give them the A minus because I, I knew they were gonna be I, I thought they were gonna be the one seed going to the season. Mm. However, I, I just don't see many ways that they can improve. No, I I'm gonna give them an A minus because like I thought they were gonna be the one seed and also because I feel yeah. like they, they should have made a better move at the deadline. That's what okay. I'm penalizing them for. I, I don't know if you remember, I had them as the five seed going as in my oh, power yeah. rankings. That's the that's the one that I messed up the most. Um oh, yeah. And that was just because I I don't know really why. I had the Clippers <laughs> at number one. And I like didn't think that load management would be a problem for them, but I was like yeah, yeah Lakers load management <laughs> and the LeBron just like aren't gonna play all season. <laughs> I think I was like remembering Cavs LeBron from like two years ago and the Lake and like Lakers LeBron from last year. I was like, okay, well like LeBron's like a play a full season. He has, yeah, yeah. <laughs> LeBron's in like full MVP form. Um, and so you uh, you laughed at my LeBron MVP pick. I I don't know if I don't know if I laughed as much. I laughed at it as much as I was like, I think AD would be MVP over LeBron. I was like I, yeah. I was like I was like 
LeBron wouldn't even be the MVP on his own team. Yeah. So you're right. Yeah. yeah. So kudos to you for that. Um, but yeah, so so I'm gonna say I'm gonna say your your A A minus range is actually I'm I probably agree with that um, because I had them way lower than than this and I they've been they've been I, I knew they'd be great in the playoffs. I said I mean I mean I, I thought that like a healthy everybody on the court Lakers team would be pretty hard to beat. I just didn't think we would see that much of that team. Um, but we have seen a lot of that team. Um, the LeBron Anthony Davis duo has been actually has actually had like way more chemistry than I thought they would as in like they play together very effortlessly Hon- that, that, honestly, that 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 like tandem has just like worked off the bat and I think that comes from them being such good friends because you, mm. you can tell they love each other yeah like, I mean you, I you really can I think they set a very good tone in the locker room where yeah like I, I uh, Zach Lowe had like Jared Dudley on the on the on his podcast and he's like the Lakers is the most fun team he's ever been on and maybe it was Danny Green he, I listened to both of those um and, and then everybody just talks about like how much fun the Lakers locker in this year this year is. You can tell from the bench like yeah. they're, they're, they're they they look like out. last year's Nets team honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so they've they've outperformed my expectations. I'm excited to see where where the season's going to go. I'm not going to throw them an A plus because at times they still haven't looked perfect. Like you said, without LeBron on the court, they're actually like an average team. Um, they're basically like the Pelicans from you know two years ago if like. Oh, if yeah. if without LeBron, right? As in like, yeah. Outside of LeBron, it's like Anthony outside Davis. of LeBron and Anthony Davis, it's a very average supporting cast. And so the thing you said about not making moves at a deadline, right? Like their signings of Dion Waiters have all been like, eh. Like I yeah. would have expected a little bit more. Um. Yeah. Exactly. Mark like Markeith Morris. Like I, th- I think the Clippers have made better moves throughout the season than the Lakers have. Agreed. Um. And, and I, I'm not going to do an A plus because I think that the Clippers would beat the. Lakers in the series right now, and, and arguably the Bucks as well. Um, the, the Lakers aren't my favorite going into the playoffs because I think that I've seen better glimpses from the other teams, um, and so I'm gonna say a a minus as well. All right, next team up, I'm gonna give you the floor, Denver Nuggets. Yes. <laughs> well, um, for for one thing, um, let me see. I had them this as the I had CEO them as my, of the Denver Nuggets. I had them as my two seed. They're currently the three seed, one game behind the or one and a half games on the Clippers. And, um, and so I feel like that was about right. And I, I, I was justified in being high on the Clippers in terms of their their record and, and my regular season record. To be fair, they all they are are also what like two two and a half games ahead of the six seed. Mm. So okay, like, uh, like you're saying like that's not very much. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying yeah, yeah they're they're, they're they're, two, they're one and a half games behind mm-hmm. the two seed. They're two and a half games ahead of the six seed. So yeah. like two through seven has been close, but we all knew that. Uh-huh. Um, I would say like the team as a whole has kind of just met my expectations. Nikola Jokic at the beginning of the season did not meet my expectations. And in, in like the last, like, I guess like the, the latter half, latter like third of what we've seen so far, um, he actually has like he has been in full MVP form. In case you didn't know, I picked Nikola Jokic for MVP this year. Yes, <laughs> not looking so hot. Although I had, I, I, I will keep saying I had Giannis as my number two. Yeah, but um, so did everyone and their mother. You uh, didn't, bro. <laughs> you, didn't. I, bro. you didn't have Giannis in your top five, bro. Because like, like that's such a <laughs> that's such a boring pick. Okay, I said it's either gonna be Nikola Jokic or Giannis, and I don't see anybody else winning it. So you can make the argument like it didn't come down to those two, but I was I think Giannis is gonna win it, and I think that I was right to say like it wasn't gonna be anybody else. As in, I made a pretty bold prediction that it would be n- nobody else, 
and that seems to be working out for me. Okay, um, fine. But, talk, talk about but, the Nuggets. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I just think I, I, I was already, I was, I'm already probably disproportionately high on the Nuggets, and so yeah. if anything, I should probably give them like a below average grade, like a C minus. Um, so yeah, I guess, I guess that's what I'll give them. Although C minus, like, I'm gonna give them. I don't think they've been bad. I just think I was too high on them. Okay. I still am. I my 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 expectations haven't changed. I'll I'll give them a, a solid B. I I think like B oh. B B is just like oh okay because you're not high. Yeah, because I, yeah. I I I had them as I'm I'm looking back at my preseason rankings and, and I had them as the sixth seed and you lost your damn mind over that, <laughs> over that bro. You you were you were so mad at me, bro. But honestly, like. Even the the teams that I had above them, aside from the Warriors, like 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 <laughs> That's I'm not funny. the the Rockets are like are like two games behind them. Yeah. The Jazz are like two uh-huh. games behind them. So I'm now nah, I'm gonna give them like a B minus. Like yeah. like I, I knew they would be good. I just thought like like just the, the two through six was gonna be so close. So the reason that I have I think I'm gonna have them as C minus is like I'm not sure they're really better than they were last year. Like, Agreed. Like so so I don't think I don't think if I can exceeded expectations because i expect them to be as good or better than they were last year and they're kind of the same team oh, no, I, I i just thought they would kind of be the same team they're like, yeah they're, they're still like good i just thought they would be like i thought they would be better and that i, I expected them to become a real playoff threat this year yeah no, they have I, not I, done that i didn't do that <laughs> yeah all right all right moving on <laughs> yep uh next team brooklyn nets so this mm. has been a train wreck <laughs> Uh, so this is firing a train- Kenny Atkinson. So, F. so there, 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 there have been two. There's, there's been like a real dipole about this Nets team. Clearly, we have Nets merchandise. Yeah. Um. So there's there's been a dipole. One is the Kyrie Irving being injured and saying we should trade all of our teammates and firing Kenny Build Atkinson. around Garrett Temple. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 firing Kenny Atkinson dipole. And then there's also just been like Spencer Dinwiddie's been really good dipole. So <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of negatives and one positive. Exactly. That's why I, I think I know which way you're leaning. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then that's why. I, <laughs> that's why I go with the with the because like C is like average, but no, like in reality, like C plus is like kind of average. So like I'm gonna give them like a like a C minus. Just like it's not really their fault that Kyrie's been injured, mm. but Kyrie has been injured. Like. People saw them as like the three seed. They've been the seven seed. So like, I'm giving them a, a C minus and just all the negatives that I've n- mentioned on my negative dipole. Although I do have a soft spot in my heart for Spencer Dinwiddie because I snagged him like mm. the tenth round of our fantasy draft, and he's been like their best player because Kyrie's been injured. So shout out Spencer. Nice. Do you have anything? <laughs> I had the Nets as the five seed with a healthy, uh, expecting a healthy Kyrie. Um, he played like 20 games this year. Um, so I don't know. I don't think my expectations. Obviously, I didn't meet my expectations. I keep saying expectations because like, that's the sort of the template for how we're grading these teams. But they didn't really live up to that, I guess. But I, I mostly would just say that that's because Kyrie didn't play. I think that they would have been better if they had had a 75-game Kyrie Irving. I'm laughing because so the next team on the list is the Utah Jazz. <laughs> Are you like, is that a coronavirus <laughs> reference? Yes. Okay, all right. I'm like, I'm like, because like, what we're asking is like, so how is this season gone? <laughs> Well, it's changed a lot in the last two days. Yeah, so... Uh, but, but to finish to finish the Brooklyn Nets, okay. I'm going to agree with your C-. Um, yeah. Okay. It, they, they, I don't know. Kenny Atkinson firing a little bit weird. The like whole team, like Torian Prince, was, has been like bad. 
Um, it's like a weird thing, but like he actually should have been better because he was good last year. Um, I don't know. They've been like, eh. Although, I think Spencer Dimity's been good. Karis Levert has been some time actually. Um, there's been weird like, I think. Um, well, Zach Lowe described it as there's been like some weird things simmering on the back burners that kind of like led to Zach Lowe being or to Kenny Atkinson being fired. And one of those was that DeAndre Jordan's been coming off the bench. Jared Allen's better than DeAndre Jordan, and so that's justified, but I don't know. They It seems to me like they have some stuff that they kind of, like, needed to deal with, and have just sort of, like, let sit for a little bit too long. Um, and so I don't think they've had actually had a bad season at all, um, but I would have expected a little bit more, I think, mostly because I would have expected people to be healthy. Um, but also, I, I, I wish that they'd sort of, like, handled their locker room a little bit, a little bit better. I don't, like... When you bring in Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and DeAndre Jordan into a locker room that has a very good culture, like you're gonna have some problems where you've got like big personalities, big stars clashing with what was sort of like a team, like a cute team that was outperforming expectations, <laughs> the right? Cute. Yeah, like like a, a, a cute, as in you know, like like, like oh, good for you, like hella cute. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, like that's the Memphis Grizzlies this year. Yeah, <laughs> or like yeah. So to summarize. C minus because the Nets are no longer hella cute. They're still hella cute. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what that means. I just mean, I just mean. <laughs> Quote of the year. <laughs> I'm a, I mostly just mean is like, like things have gotten very serious for the Nets where they've gone from a team that was like, just like outshining what they were supposed to be because they didn't have anybody that was like built up by the media as a true star or an all-star. And we're still, I guess D'Angelo Russell, but but they, they sort of like outperformed what everybody thought they were going to do and made the playoffs were the eighth seed and they were exciting last year. And this year the expectations were very high. Kevin Durant was injured. Kyrie was injured and they've sort of been a little bit disappointing. I don't really know if it's their fault though. All right. Next team we're going to grade is the Utah jazz. I was going to give them a B plus because no, no, no. Yeah. I was, I was going to give them a B because I had them as a three seed, and they've been one game behind the three seed. But I think my my three seed was like a slightly hot take, and maybe it's just like I'm like kind of proud of this Jazz team for kind of like living up to the moment, and like they they've had like some of the best like lineups in the league, and even mm-hmm. though and, and they've battled through the Mike Conley thing, like the horrible inefficiency. The reason why they're not a B plus is because Mike Conley exists, and he's been horrible. And also, I'm actually gonna knock them down to a B minus because they shut the NBA down. <laughs> so you you had them as like above average i i'm gonna put them actually a little bit below i don't know i was super high on the bogdanovich signing and he's been great so that didn't really surprise me um i was also super high on the conley signing though and that has not worked out so yeah. i would say that i, I like, wasn't pleasantly surprised and i was actually like quite negatively surprised i guess um with with the play of their of their um like new guys um so what's your grade so so i'll 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 give them like i'll give them like a c i don't know c c minus like i know i for all these teams it's like okay like you've you've been decent like you have you're not bad you're still a playoff team the same thing with the Brooklyn Nets. it's like they haven't done anything really wrong it's just like i would have hoped they would have had a little bit of a better year maybe that's not their fault but yeah all right next up the Spurs is recommended by Amon C three underscore and he, he 
Amen, at least for me, he's been one of our guys because, like, he was, like, the first real, like, follower of our, one of our first real, like, followers of our podcast that, like, mm-hmm. I didn't, I, I had never met before. I remember his, yeah, I remember that yeah. username. Yeah, so, he says the Spurs, I'm going to give them, like, I'm going to give them a D plus because their, their defense has been not good for, like, the first time ever in the Popovich era. Mm. They, like, DeRozan has been, like, fine. Aldridge has been like fine. Neither of them made an all-star appearance though. While you're while you're paying them like all-stars and you, you build around them in their offense like they're all-stars. Um, and then again like Derek White has been like very lackluster. Dejounte Murray's been like fine. But, like there there's nothing that that shows me about this team for a team that was pro- that was going to be the eight to nine seed. That's now like like the the thirteen seed or something or the twelve seed. There's nothing that says like this piece of your season has been a good thing and that's why it should raise your grade yeah um i had them as the nine seed so i thought they were gonna like miss the playoffs this year but barely i thought this was gonna be like the year they missed the playoffs but it was at least gonna be close but i think i'm gonna agree with your d plus i think i'm on board with that because unlike some of the other teams that we've talked about there's no clear reason why they dropped spots on my um, yeah. on my like expectations list um like, I don't really know why they didn't meet that. And it's not because, like, somebody was unhealthy, that someone, was the, someone wasn't healthy or load management or whatever it was. It's like, everybody was playing. It just was like, they weren't that good. Yeah. It, it, was, it was weird. It was, it was, yeah, it was very it was weird. weird. All right, next up, let's grade the Toronto Raptors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're going to have to give them, like, an A+. Plus just to get, make a... <laughs> I, I have to give them A+, plus, even though, like, their season, their season's, like, a A, A-, minus, but, like, I, I have to overcompensate. I do. I, yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm so ashamed of, of, of myself. I, I, still, I still stand by the fact, just, like, similar to the Miami Heat, I don't think they're a real, like, finals contender. Like, I don't think they're the biggest threat to the Bucs. I don't think they're the second biggest threat to the Bucs. I think that the Celtics and the Raptors should be the biggest threats to the Bucs. They are in my eyes. Um, no, I, I, I would but. still, I would still take the 76ers mm-hmm. and the Celtics and even the Heat before. So you're more, even, high, you're even more high on the Heat than the Raptors. You just talked about how you weren't high on the Heat in the playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> wow. Just okay. like I, I, I feel like I, I don't know. Like, but like their, their team this year has been like so amazing. They just, just talk about like a culture of like excellence, man. Like, like. They have the longest streak in the NBA mm. of, of making the playoffs right now, like seven or eight seasons or something. Yeah, I think going back it, to DeMar DeRozan. It's like them and like the Rockets or something. Yeah. And so just the culture of ex- of excellence where they can like find Rondé Hollis Jefferson, who was like a six, six dude, like wing who had no skills, and now you make him a power forward and he's giving you awesome bench minutes. Or yeah. you find like, <clears throat> you find like Chris Boucher from like, the G League or something, and their he, their G League development is it's on ridiculous. a different level. It is unbelievable. Yes. Yeah. And so, it just it's been like the next guy up mentality has just been great, and they, their ability to just like find random wings who can defend and shoot threes is is ridiculous. So, A plus. I'm sorry. Nice. Um, I think I'm gonna go with A minus, um, because I expect them to be a little bit better than you did. As in, like, I thought Pascal Siakam could be, you know, like a 20-something-per-game score um, and, like, a legit first option on, like, a pretty good playoff team. Um, and you you disagreed with that point. But, like, I think that I was right about that and, and, and so that I'm not surprised about that. Um, but 
I am surprised that they're like the same team they were when they had Kawhi Leonard, except without <laughs> Kawhi Leonard. Um, I have a question. Does that make you think any less highly of Kawhi Leonard in terms of like legacy, in terms of like, wow, he had like this awesome playoff run? Involved? No, no, it, no, because because of what he did in the playoffs. And I also think that every, everybody on this team, I think, has gotten like better. As in like Pascal Siakam is a better player than he was last year. Pascal Siakam yeah. took another huge leap. Yeah. Fred Van Vliet didn't take wasn't this good at least until like the finals last yeah. year like as in like he wasn't good through the regular season it wasn't this good throughout the regular season last year um like you said they've picked up guys like ronde hollis jefferson or chris boucher or like um other pieces here and there that have actually been really con- uh, contributed a lot norman powell has been actually like incredible the last like month um like since he's been healthy um og Ananobi, i he was my, my piece for most improved player he's not getting any buzz for that because he like I don't know. He just like is really quiet, and his points per game actually isn't up that much. Um, but he's been more efficient. He's yeah, been better. I don't know. You're he's you're still better. bugging with that most improved pick, bro. <laughs> I I just I wanted to pick one that no one was talking about, and that seemed like one that like could happen. Um, but it didn't. So I'm not. I don't. But I don't like. I don't like regret that pick. I he his his numbers are actually better. So, um, I don't think I was totally wrong. I was wrong that he would be anywhere close to most improved player conversations, though. Um, I think this whole team's better, and I also think that. There's nobody on this team who this year who's gonna be able to do what Kawhi did last year in the way that he took over against certain teams, like that shot against the 76ers, like will like go down in history. I feel like that, that's so ridiculous. I feel like I I'm I kill I'm I'm kicking myself every day for not watching that live. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I so so I just I, I think that Kawhi and what he put together last year for the playoffs was so incredible. Um. I don't think that anybody on this team could match that. I don't think they could have done anything close to that without him. So, no, it doesn't taint Kawhi's reputation to me. Now, if they go on and win the championship this year, maybe. <laughs> maybe I'm like, okay, like, that's a little bit weird. Um, no, but but uh, but that doesn't taint it doesn't taint anything about Kawhi for me. All right. Um, I, it, it makes me view Ka- Kawhi in a little bit of a different light because, mm. like, I, I think a little bit more is kind of like the Raptors culture than we would have all thought. Now, I also think that Kawhi changed the Raptors culture. Some of that culture has to be attributed to Kawhi. I don't think yeah, that, yeah. I don't think that's, that this that this culture was as like much of a winning culture and was as unified as it was but when it was Dar- DeMar DeRozan instead of Kawhi. It's not like Kawhi is like this awesome leader though. Like the leader's no, Kyle no, Lowry. No, that's true. That's true because he doesn't talk that much. But I think that there was a there was a switch that came that came when when Kawhi walked in the locker room which is that this guy like Kawhi, a MVP he's a, well, yeah he knows how to win for one thing he's won a championship before and so I think that he just has something about him that like because he's been there that that everybody's gonna follow what he does and so Kawhi works hard he puts his head out head down and gets it done he doesn't show a lot of emotion he just grinds it out he's gritty he just like plays hard plays super strong defense um he just like he's just a smart player. He's an efficient player, um, and so I think that that people of people on the rappers have modeled themselves around Kawhi. Obviously, none of them are as good as Kawhi, um, but he set the tone for that culture. I think that it's going to last just based off that one year, because I think now Pascal Siakam is embodying a lot of what Kawhi Leonard was, even though he's a very different player. Okay, so moving on to a similar sort of situation, like taking a player with maybe a bit of like more grain of salt based mm-hmm. on their previous performance 
Whereas when when they leave and go to a new team, the Oklahoma City Thunder. If you told me that OKC was going to trade Westbrook for like crit and the best asset you were getting back is Chris Paul, and then you're trading MVP candidate Paul George for the the best win now players you're getting back are Gallinari, who's like good, but he's not like a he's not Paul George, yeah, and Shea Gilgis, who's who's a second year. I would have said they they might not make the playoffs. They probably won't make the playoffs. I would have said that. Meanwhile, they're like tied for the sixth seed right now, or something like that. I didn't have them in my top ten of of I didn't of have them teams of Western like, Conference seeding. I didn't have them in my top ten at fifteen teams. I had them at ten. But so. I had them behind the Spurs and behind the Kings, who have yeah, both been horrible. Yeah, same thing. Same and the Blazers thing. and the Warriors, who have all been terrible. Yeah, and, yeah. And and they they've been that guy, and I think that's that's a tribute mainly to two people, being Chris Paul and uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander. But I think like like looking back, like I, okay, I feel like the fair thing is like no one knew Shea was going to be like this twenty point score, this efficient like low low usage twenty point score type of guy. Mm-hmm. Um. And, but like, still, I, I feel like looking back on the season, you'd be like, man, they're really starting Steven Adams, Danilo Gallinari, uh, Chris Paul, and, and they're, and like, those are like three good veterans. Those are yeah. like three guys who are like above average at their positions and who are like good. And, and I, I don't know why we all just like, just didn't consider them to be like a playoff lock. Right, because like I yeah, because that's what they are right now. They're a playoff lock, um, and also Dennis Schroeder off the bench has been a six man of the year candidate. He's been amazing, and I think the the best lineup offensively in the league right now, or at least the best crunch time lineup, is uh, Stephen Adams, Danilo Gallinari, Chris Paul, Shea Gilgis, and Dennis Schroeder yeah. rolling out three point guards. We've never mm. seen that before. We the the closest There's a Phoenix Suns team that ran a triple like headed monster of like Eric Bledsoe, Goran Dragic, and somebody else. Did I they think. actually use um, yeah, I know you're talking and Isaiah Thomas. Yes, that's what it was. Yeah. Defense would be I so don't bad. I don't know if they played them all at the same time very much. Yeah, I just I know, know they, they were all on the same roster. Yeah, I know, but like these they guys were the are, three best players in the Suns and they were all point cards. That's what Yeah, and so that's the situation I, I I would still put like other players above Dennis Schroeder, but maybe just Gallinari. Yeah, and, and maybe, maybe Steven Steven Adam, Adam. But like uh, probably not. But this lineup has been so fun to watch, and I'm regretting that I've only been able to watch like a few OKC games this year. Mm. So, I, so for that, I'm gonna give them like a minus. Yeah, I, I, I this is this is probably my probably my highest grade. I, I think I have to give them an A, um, because I, I I think I just like I saw them trade away Russell Westbrook and Paul George and thought of them as a team that was giving up. It's like, okay, we're just going to get as many picks as we can. We're going to suck this year. We're going to let Chris Paul walk. We're going to let, you know, we're just going to like sort of let this year play out. Maybe we'll try to flip some of these guys like Danilo Gallinari or whatever. But like this year just is like we're waiting and we're like starting our rebuild now. What I didn't see coming was that they were like, they weren't giving up. They were just like getting a bunch of picks to get players who were like slightly worse, except build up like an arsenal of guys and like, now, like, Sam Presti looks like a genius because they have, like, 700 picks. And, like, and they're, like, a very good team. Like, as good or better than they were last year. Yeah. Right now, <laughs> right now they're tied for the five seed with the Rockets that they traded Russell Westbrook to. And so, Unbelievable. Like, 
So never in a million years would I have, would I have guessed that the Clippers would have like arguably won that, or sorry, that the Thunder would have arguably won that trade. Um, Which one? Both. The the Rocket. yeah that's what I mean yeah yeah they would have won I guess I really I don't know I wasn't super high in the Westbrook trade but but they would have I wouldn't have guessed that they would have won both of those especially <laughs> yeah. the Paul George yeah yeah but. and so they they're tied for five right now with the team that they traded Westbrook to without Westbrook is that is that like is, is that a Westbrook can't win kind of situation or I don't know I I've been on that I've been on that train in the past I kind of feel that way about the playoffs and I kind of feel the way about James Harden in the playoffs as well. Um, We'll see, but yeah, we'll see. The Thundermen have been awesome. All right, next up, Pacers by Tim underscore Brennan. Shout out Tim Brennan, um, great guy. Pacers just th- this was an interesting one for me. I'm surprised Nick Marzan, who's who's the guy who made most of these, didn't put them in because he's a diehard Pacers fan. But Pacers overall, I had high expectations of them. Looking back on my list, I mm. I put them, I I had tiers of like yeah. And so, in my tiers, I had the Bucks, the 76ers, and the Pacers in, wow. t- in tier one. And like I remember you being high on the Pacers. That, that was I a bit bold. But I, yeah. That was a bit bold. But I just, I just thought they were better than the Nets and the Celtics. I just did. I mm. thought they were better. Um, and so, like looking at the standings, I think the only reason they are at the five seed right now and not at like the the four, the three, is just because of injuries. Just because Malcolm Brogdon has missed like over a dozen games this year. Um, I mean, that's significant. It's not. It's not crazy. But. Yeah. Um. And just o- Oladipo's return has been slow. And even with Oladipo, they went on a, like a four-game losing streak in yeah. the first four games. Oladipo came back, which is understandable because he hasn't played in forever. Because he's the leader, and so guys are going to be a bit thrown off when he's there, if he's if he's not playing well. Yeah. So, just for that, I'm gonna give them. I'm gonna give them like a C just because I had such high expectations and even though they haven't met them I think there are excuses for that okay um hmm I'm gonna you had a lot of time to think <laughs> yeah I wasn't I was just listening I wasn't really thinking um see because I had them as the four seed and they're the five seed and, and so like that kind of matches up okay whatever um the Raptors just jumped them. Um, uh, Victor Doladipo has been bis- has been disappointing since coming back. Malcolm Brogdon has surprised me pleasantly, especially at the beginning of the season. He slowed down a little bit. TJ Warren has been better than I would have thought, although I expected him to be pretty solid. The team as a whole has been pretty good. I don't know. Um, Devonta De- Sabonis has been awesome. He has been awesome. Um, that was a caring. pleasant surprise. So I'd say the team as a whole is about what I would have expected. What about what I, is about what I would have expected, but the individual players have all been better. Yeah, I don't know okay. why, but I, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, why. I, I thought I the team that. was gonna be good, but I didn't realize how good they were gonna be. I think maybe there was I was influenced by uh, by Nick Marzan. He just sort of like was like, yeah, the Pacers are gonna be good. Pacers. So I was like, okay, I guess I gotta put the Pacers at four. Um, but so yeah, so so he was right for one thing. He was right. They were they were good. Um, but I, yeah, I didn't quite realize how good some of their individual guys were going to be, and they've turned to stars, sort of, in, in especially Devonta Sabonis. Um, so I'll, I'll I'll say I'll give them a C plus. All right, second to last one, Los Angeles Clippers. I am looking to where I had them last year. I had oh, keep in mind th- these were like power rankings, and so I think that if you would argue, like 
who's like the power rankings currently in the in the NBA, the Clippers would still be two, or like maybe like I would put them at one, but it it, it like it, like factoring in the regular season just because like yeah the Lakers have like a much better record. We we just did this as like more so powering is just like what what were the seedings they would end at at the end of the regular season that yeah, was that yeah. was the, like that was the context of this was like who's gonna be the one c two c three c four but like okay that's that's fair that you said like that that's first of all lakers then clippers is exactly what the standings say right now and you and you can make the argument that's exactly what the power rankings in terms of like who's gonna win the championship would say as well okay so i hit them as top three team in the league whatever i'm gonna give them an A minus, and he. There's been a lot of heat for the Clippers because, because mm. mm, Paul George has like been a little lackluster too. Yeah, and, and part of that is because of injury. But the things that stand out to me is one, when like the entire Clippers roster is healthy, they're like nine and zero, and they're yeah. they, they've beaten like the the Lakers, the just like the Jazz, the Rockets, a bunch of good teams. Um, two, I, I just think the ex. You know, I'm giving a B plus because I think the execution has been good, has been great, but I do think that, hey, they're still the two seed in a pretty stacked Western Conference when all these things like all this load management and all mm-hmm. these injuries have been happening, and they're till they're and they're still the two seed, and they've only played nine games completely healthy, and and also they've made good moves. Although I'm I'm personally not the biggest fan of the Marcus Morris trade, but they have made good moves, especially compared to the Lakers. So I'm giving them like a B plus. Uh, yeah, I, w- I was thinking B-plus as well. Um, like you said, Paul George hasn't been awesome. Um, hasn't been the Paul George that we saw last year. But at the same time, when the Clippers are all healthy, they're the best team in the league in my eyes. I, I don't. I think that I, I have them as the favorite to win the championship right now based on what I've seen throughout the regular season. Um, although it doesn't really surprise me based on my expectations from before the season. Um, and so... I think I'm going with B plus. They're a little bit better than I would have thought, just based on like the flashes that we see when when they are all healthy. But at the same time, they haven't been healthy all the time, um, and there's been a lot of like weird things where like load management. I'm a little bit hesitant to give them any higher because it's like kind of a small sample size. Um, we haven't seen that much of a healthy Clippers team, and um, and, and like you said, Paul George has been not. I don't know, not super great yeah and part of that is because injury but he anyway, hasn't been a superstar this year i wouldn't say yeah i agree anyways moving on to the last team to grade the portland trailblazers mm. um so i'm thinking about this <laughs> i am a i'm a damn fan i'm a strong damn fan and throughout the season we, we've had this huge debate of like is dame like and at all responsible for the for the blazers being what like like the like the ten seed the the nine seed right now and only being like one game ahead of the Pelicans and the Kings at the ten and the eleven seed. Um, first of all, putting this out there, I really want them to make the playoffs just because I want to see Dame like go nuclear for four games as they get swept because mm-hmm. that, that would be fun. Um, but the Grizzlies would be fun too. But they're the nine seed. I had them in the power rankings as the seven seed. But I also think that we should take into account, and I, I don't really know how to factor in injuries to our grades because on the one hand, it's like, oh, yeah, they're not as good. They were injured. But on the other hand, how the season went including includes how people got injured. So I'm not entirely sure, but the, the Portland Trailblazers, 
the Portland Trailblazers have been the most injury-prone team this entire season. Going down the list, they, they, they've lost they've lost three— Zach st- Collins. They, they lost three starters. Rodney Hood. They, they've, the only two starting players in their starting lineup that were starters at the beginning of the season are Dame and CJ. They Who's- lost Yusuf Nurkic. Well, Yusuf Nurkic shouldn't start at any point this season. Okay, yeah, but he, 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 is, he, yeah, but he, he would be the starter if healthy. Yes, yeah. yeah. Yusuf Nurkic, who, by the way, I picked up in fantasy— I'm coming for the playoffs. Um, <laughs> Zach Collins was going to be their starting four, and Rodney Hood was going to be their starting three. First of all, those are four shooters on the court already. Um, but second of all, now they were forced to sign Mello, and like Mello's been pretty good for them. But again, like it shows something that they were forced to sign Mello when no one else, no other team would go near him, and now they're like. Uh, it's it's so bad. Like like Dame has been injured, so they they slip down and like they're relying on like Gary Trent Jr. for like like twenty minutes a game and like yeah they they're they're digging deep into the hole of like of NBA players on a roster. They they had they were like giving uh, Anthony Tolliver like twenty minutes a game. They cut him now, but no yeah. and, and and then they they traded him to the Kings oh, for like got, for like yeah, a pick yeah. or something, then and then the Kings cut him. Yeah. And I'm like, man, if the Kings cut him, like, yeah, wow. um, I, I, I'm, I'm tempted to say like D plus for this team, yeah. but at the same time, you've, you've made a good point with all the injuries. Um, but I, I think I still have to go D plus because my expectations were heightened by their, um, by their Western Conference Finals performance. Um, or the, like the performance to get there, they yeah, did sorry. not play that yes. well. In That's the what actual, I mean. Yeah, in the actual in, game. by the fact they appeared in the Western Conference Finals. Yes. Um, yeah. I'm gonna go see minus six is like. All the excuses I just mentioned with the injuries, I think what boosts them is Damian Lillard has been phenomenal this season. Uh, Mel has been pretty good. Hassan Whiteside has been like his numbers have been good. I'm still like so anti Hassan Whiteside in terms of like I don't think his block. You just don't believe he's a good player. I, yeah, I, I don't think his. I think he's a. I think he's a great rebounder, but I think the pluses stop there. I think mm. he's not that good of like an offensive like rim runner his block numbers suggest that he's a way better defender than he is Agreed. because he doesn't yeah he doesn't actually play good like team defense he just is like kind of like lazy and doesn't have a very good iq defensively but he just like gets I'm, I'm gets a lot to, of block i'm athletic. trying to think I don't of, know. of who was yelling at him like a week ago for not being in help side defense trevor reza it was Trevor Reese. Trevor Reese is a dog, bro. Like I like I, I don't really like him, but like he he's not afraid to say no. stuff. And so no. yeah, they're giving Trevor Reese like twenty minutes. Dude, this is tough, bro. Mm-hmm. I, like as a Dame fan, my heart hurts. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like C minus been really disappointing. Uh. And even even though they're only three games behind the eight seed, the eight seed's also like barely five hundred. Yeah. So that that's been disappointing. C minus. All right. All right. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Space Lore and B Podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Follow us on Instagram at Space Lore Podcast and on Twitter at Space Floor. If you enjoyed this video on YouTube, like and subscribe. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, which you should be next week and the week after because we're not going to be on YouTube, uh, leave us a review and go download and listen there. And thank you so much for watching. My name is Connor Gillen. And I'm Connor Flannery. And see you next time. Peace. Shout out to the CDC. <laughs>